Alright, hello, and welcome to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And this is episode 9 of the second season of our SSSS Dynazenon Sideshow, in which we go episode by episode through the uh, sleeper anime hit of 2021. Well, this is the first season of Dynazenon, which is sort of the second season of, of Gridman. But yeah, Gridman wasn't really a sleeper hit. It, it was it like an act? Was not prob- possibly the biggest hit of the year. It came out, but it was but, like but a, I, mean, I guess popular enough to spawn a pseudo sequel. Yes, it, it, and it was popular enough in the English speaking that people who do not watch Tokusatsu or had ever heard of Gridman were watching it. Like me, yeah, yes. or me. Well, admittedly, I was forcing you to yes. watch it, but yes, <laughs> and uh, but beyond that, I would have watched uh, it anyway. I did catch a couple episodes of uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad back in the day. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is a wee lad. Yeah, this I'm is sad episode... that it's disappeared disappeared from Pluto again. <laughs> so this is episode nine, uh, first aired May twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. What are these overlapping emotions? Mm-hmm. Feels they're having yes. too many feels. <laughs> and we, we open with some feels as Chize is having some uh, some weird dreams about being in like an empty school. I would like to say that as the opening credits were playing, uh, in my notes, I scribbled down, need Chisei development, please. Well, good news. <laughs> yes. Good timing. I, I think it's just like a symbolic expression of like her past, like it's just a flashback, but in dream logic. And have we seen that she has a forearm tattoo before? No, we have not. We, we've commented on she's always wearing the... the Something on her arm. Oh yeah, and like the episode where they were swimming, we hypothesized that maybe she was a cutter. But having a tattoo, yeah, that, that's a more reasonable reason. Because tattoos in Japan, although why the hell? How would she ha- get a tattoo in Japan if she's a child? I did. unless she lived in a foreign place. But even then, like, how would a child get a tattoo? But because I personally read too much into everything to do with all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally wonder if that was a metaphor. Possibly. We might find out. But, but the, like the entire concept of it, it's a tattoo, it's a mark on her skin, which right, like, the, she the, cannot go into onsens if she has a tattoo. Right, there's that more happens. of a social stigma against tattoos yes. in Japan. Is that still... I mean, it's not as much of a thing, I assume. It is lesser because... I. There was a law or something about not letting you into some establishments or any establishments with a tattoo or something. Like, some of the rules have been lessened, but, like, mm-hmm. most onsens you go to, you still cannot go in with a tattoo. Okay. There are ones where you can go, yes, that they've... Because tourists... Yeah, I assume it's uh, yeah, a thing with tourists these days. Yeah. You have to have an onsen somewhere where tourists can go, and Americans, at least, have tattoos. Yes. Americans are pretty into tattoos. Because it, it's mostly like trailing back to like, like Yakuza have them. Ooh, criminals! Mm-hmm. But it, it goes back even further like I think even into like the Edo period or something like 
they would tattoo prisoners. Oh. And that's where the stigma started, and, and oh. then just yakuza I mean, them. And, and in and, the eighteen hundreds, it was a very, and probably earlier than that, it was very much associated with sailors, and especially sailors who had been to like. Ooh, the South Sea, and mm. yeah, there there is like the foreign, the outsider thing. Like, um, um, in Hokkaido, we knew the the local natives of the area who aren't quite Japanese, but they're still in Japan, so whatever. But they're excluded because they have tattoos. That's where the new uh, Pokemon stuff is yes. inspired by. Yeah, yeah, yes. I was excited about that game until I found out, like, you just spend most of your time just throwing Pokeballs at things, and it's, it's just weird. But I was excited. I like Hokkaido. I mean, it's yeah, pretty. It's, There's snow. It's a Pokemon game. You throw balls at things. So, yes, her excluded. She's just drawing butterflies on her desk. She's an outsider. And the tattoo might be a little ta- literal tattoo, or it might be a symbol of her being marked in a way. Because we haven't mm. seen her take it off outside of that dream sequence. Uh, take off, like, the sock or whatever she always wears. No. Outside of that. Like, well, um, yeah. well, she did take it off when the, the, the swimming episode, but we didn't see that because it was off screen. It was just the other girl looking at her. It's like, whatever. So... I'm going to maintain that it's a metaphor for cutting. Possibly. We don't know. Or I guess it could be to cover it up. The yes. scarification. Entirely possible. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's possible, too. Actually, anyway, do, we sh- do we know what happened to her parents? I don't believe so. Because it's definitely a, like... I'm, we see I'm, her room. I'm guessing... I. I'm assuming she still has parents, considering how huge her room is, and she has a grand piano. Yes. That's a good point, because I was just thinking of, uh, I mean, even in examples of anime, like uh, Mommy from uh, Madoka Magica, uh, her parents were killed in a car accident in which she was also going to be killed, except she was, I'm going to say air quotes, saved. Uh, And that, you know, it could be... Uh, if she has scarring on her arm, it could be due to an accident that is, you know, part of this backstory. But no, maybe her parents are fine and they're just okay with her hanging out with her extremely sketchy cousin. Or they're just rich and absent. That the the usual anime be, solution. I was going to say, that seems to be uh, a thing with anime. Well, the, the absent bit is a very common thing. Like, uh, like stay at home mom and the dad has a job where he's barely ever home mm-hmm. or he ends up getting transferred to a different town and has <laughs> to work there while the family stays in one place it's like saves you on voice actors and uh, character models <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes and it's also less of an excuse uh, you know you don't have to come up with a, an excuse as to why you know they're always having to duck out to fight monsters and such yes yeah. But it, but it's more of a thing in, in Japan, so it crops up in anime, and it's just it's a weirder thing when it happens in Western animation. <laughs> like they don't like characters don't seem to have parents. Like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It's like an entire <laughs> gag that we never see an adult. You know who had a robust home life with Sailor Moon? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, parents and stuff. Yeah, some things do that, but I mean, maybe if adults show up in this, they just make like the uh, the noises that adults and peanuts make. Well, we do technically see it. We we've seen um, 
Yume's parents, or yes, we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, allowing. Uh, are we? We saw uh, Yamogi's parents allowing Gauma to just go into his room. Oh, sick. yeah. Well, his mom and stepdad, or, or no, just a boyfriend who was dating his mom. I think giving him food. Yeah, he had a lot of money <laughs> that he gave away. <laughs> Gauma is the best. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, so she wakes up she and it looks like somebody's been messing around with pin particles in her room. Yes. <laughs> Everything yes. is all weird and things are not the sizes they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it turns out there is a there's a tiny robotic dragon uh, in here. A, a Apparently it grew from that weird pearl thing that she's been carrying around for a few episodes. Yes. Yeah, it, it looked like a ball and it looked like popcorn and then it... It built wireframe, and now it's built yes. a metal body. This is much less sinister than anything I had in mind for that little seed. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> no, That's it, nice. It, it ends up looking like something from, I don't know, Brave series. It looks extremely toyetic. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. It made <laughs> me think of Armada Laserbeak. Yes, I actually have that in my notes, too. <laughs> But it doesn't transform into a camera, but no. yes. But it is shiny, shiny gold. And it does listen to mm. her commands. Ah, yes. She has a new toyetic best friend. Uh, she's, she's got her own Lockheed. Yes. <laughs> Maybe her parents got killed in a horrible accident that left her arms scarred up, and now she's staying with some, like, rich uncle who an aunt who don't actually care about whether she's going and spending all of her time with her slacker other relative so she's staying with her cousin's parents well it could be a and different he's in a little tiny it apartment. could be a different aunt and uncle yeah it could could be the whole opposite side of the family yeah mm. anyway so yeah so it, this is her pet now and she and she has to come with a cool name for it and so she names it yeah. goldblum Wait, uh, Goldburn. <laughs> yes, Goldemarg. <laughs> that's, that's my shit. That's my notes too. Uh, Jeff Goldburn. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Which is, it appears, uh, a band in the setting because she looks at a, a, yes. uh, band poster that she has. I, 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 I thought she was just a fan of the popular ABC sitcom, The Goldburns. <laughs> I, I don't think this is a reference to a band in some random anime <laughs> I, or, or tokusatsu show, but oh, it should be. There, well, that's the pro- Like the wiki for this show is way less comprehensive than it was for Dinazenon. Aww. Like I know there are more references than we're getting, that's but nobody sad. seems to have noted most of them down. Then the Goldburn is a very toyetic design. It's probably just hey, yeah. we need something. She needs a thing. She needs a friend. Yes. See, so yeah, we, uh, We've been teased in the opening for a while. And he definitely, uh... Goldburn definitely looks like his toy is solid gold chrome, and you want to get, like, special gloves to handle it. It's definitely yes. the lucky draw prize. 
Oh. <laughs> so we uh, we now cut to, cut to school. There is a festival that is coming up, a fireworks festival specifically. Yeah. Uh, this is the, I've got the the Uzi uh, Kigalka. What? Oh crap! I didn't pay attention to what it was. Uzi Kigalka. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm mangling that. It's the 38th. U Z U K I G A O K A. I don't know what. I don't know that. That's an actual thing. Okay. Uh, it looks like the only hits on Google are coming up from this episode. Oh, okay. So it's it's, it's a basic. Um, should I guess? Are we in summer? What the fuck month is it in the show? Well, they're in school, so presumably it's not summer, summer. Although I don't know how school spring. works in Japan. It could be summer like break? late spring. Yeah, spring. Who knows? But yes, the fireworks. Any chance to have a festival with fireworks and and uh, um, oh, uh, what the fuck would it be called? Uh, sort of like a fair. Whatever, a bunch of stalls Carnival. and things. Carnival. Yes, that's a better word for it. Which, by the time they see it at the end of the episode, is gone. <laughs> Which seems weird that it's completely cleared out. I, I'm just assuming it's it's a it's a it's a like a totally made up holiday, like the the World Unity Festival that they go to in that first Spider Man. Oh yeah. Yes, but, but prob- well, because it's a made up name, but it's probably a made up name for the made up town. Yeah, you know, it's it, it celebrates um, uh, wearing uh, a kimono for some reason. Well, that the festival. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do. do. No, I, I mean uh, that uh, that dress that Kirsten Dunst is wearing in it. Oh, oh. Uh, you know, a bunch of uh, parade balloons and, uh, of course, Macy Gray. Yes, it's the most important part is having Macy Gray play. Perfect occasion to be turned into a skeleton by Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Never a bad time. Uh. Anyway, so uh, so Yumogi, not uh, not so interested in going to this, but. Uh, then hey, it turns out that uh, that you may want might want to go in which in which case he's very interested. <laughs> well, if she's going. Mm-hmm. And you know they 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 even want to invite their their new pals from our last season, uh, but they don't have their phone number or anything. <laughs> Aww. So yeah, we uh, we cut now to Cheese who has imprisoned this. Uh, uh, Goldburn in her rolling suitcase. Yes, yes. she's trying. He he's oh. like toy size. Well, kind of large size, bigger than yes, I well, think any toys that were made of him. He's like a foot tall ish. The toy I'm guessing is not that big, or at least the one I've just found. Well, well you see, he can he can much like Galvatron. He can be any size he wishes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because he can shoot a beam that large that enlarges or enshrinkens objects, mm. and presumably himself as well. Yeah. So she is. Uh, she's going to. Uh, you know, she drops by her cousin and uh, kind of doesn't want to uh, spoil the whole thing before she gets an answer about uh, whether we should kill all kaiju or not. <laughs> so she says. So she decides to drop by Galma, who is uh, once more working the traffic sign racket. <laughs> yes. Hypothetically, he may have just kept this sign. He's definitely... Lo- he looks like a sign spinner. It's like yes. a sign spinner, kind of. Yeah. 
somebody's going out of business and has everything 20% off. <laughs> I that or uh, it is it is mates tax season in Japan. Uh-huh. Oh, maybe. In uh, in Canada we uh, we always have guys in big maple leaf costumes that uh <laughs> They have people in uh Statue of Liberty costumes here. Yeah. I actually I think it is taxis in Japan. It, it's earlier there than it is here. Why I know this, don't ask. I mean, I'm sure taxis has come up in anime at some point. Uh, you know, know, it's a, it's like it's like a sports anime except it's about uh, you know, accountants. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like a special accounting move that breaks your uh, that breaks your arm. Oh my god, this is definitely a thing that I'm certain must exist just because there's ridiculous <laughs> anime about literally everything. Well, sure, there's one about probably a tax comedy, I would guess, but I don't think full on sports style anime. So, so he's all well, you know, they are kaiju, and if they're Threatening, even like that doofy one that we fought in the last episode, we should probably still kill. Yeah. She's like, yeah, and she's. Doesn't act. Doesn't literally have the giant comedy sweat bead, but she no. kind of does. Oh, yeah, that's a thing that's kind of died out in anime. I can't remember the last time I've seen it in a show that wasn't like over the top comedy. A giant comedy sweat bead? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, there used to be a normal thing in, like, Shonen stuff. Something like. that wasn't, like, Mr. Osumatsu or something. Yeah, no. Last time I remember was, like, Ranma way back then. Well, there's probably stuff Ooh. since then. But. Classics. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's, I, I was gonna say, that's old enough to vote. That, that anime's old enough to have kids that can vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's an anime that I can't, I'm kind of surprised hasn't been remade since remakes are starting to become more of a thing in Japan. I would think the the subject matter might be a potential minefield. Yes, but it could be more interesting to develop. I mean, I'm sure you could do it, you know, interestingly. Yeah. Doing a Yurisei Yatsura. Mm. Yeah, that's another, well, anything by Rumiko Takashi, really. No, that one is actually getting a remake. Oh, it is? Oh, goody. I don't know if it's a remake or a continuation or what, but well, yes, they got a sequel. More to, Lum, you know Yasha, which I'm kind of surprised. I don't know why there's a sequel to that, but didn't that have some like super sketchy shipping stuff? Yes, <laughs> I think so. I d- I didn't see any. I saw the character designs, and that was about it. Someone having a child with their adopted daughter or something. Oh shit! Oh, yes, Sesho Maru. Fuck. Some like Woody Allen stuff going on. Oh dear! Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember if that if that actually was what happened, but I wouldn't be surprised, and I'd be very annoyed. I'm just going to mention anyway. the Tenchi Muyo uh, movie that involved him knocking up everybody, including the Cabot, uh, and drop my mic and walk off. What? Did they make a movie I forgot about? They must have made. They must have made more past. Oh, oh no! Maybe that was like the last Ova series. The Ova series got weirder and worse as they went on. I got to see somebody live tweeting that one uh, a couple months ago. No. Oh dear. Anyway, anyway, back to <laughs> Gridman. Hypothetically, yes. if there was a friendly kaiju, would we still have to kill it? Yes, and since she doesn't get a straight answer, she decides that she's just going to. 
uh, hold off on this, <laughs> and she is just going to ride this dragon around. What? Yeah, she she <laughs> walks away, and it almost instantly grows to like bigger than a car. Yeah, it breaks out of the rolling suitcase and becomes unmanageable. Hmm. But so, yeah, so, so you know they're flying around. She's uh, she's doing her heavy metal thing, <laughs> and uh, then she's all, "Oh yeah, it's my old high school. The place totally sucked." And that and uh, it is apparently in sync enough with her that it decides, "Oh, school sucks. Better destroy it." Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it seems to be very in tune with her mood psychically. Was it high school or was it middle school? Oh, middle, middle, middle school, and she's still in middle school. Right. So she's still baby. She's a baby. Yeah, she was, oh God, young, annoying Lisa. Yeah, it's kind of going back to Spider-Man movies. It's kind of like the bit in Far From Home where uh, Peter's trying to uh, get Friday, I think it is, to to spy on the text messages and accidentally ends up uh, shooting a missile at the yes. school oh, yeah. Yeah, that's very much what this is. It, and, and then the gold burn buzzes by the classroom, just missing it, shrattling the windows, much like the opening of Grid, uh, Gridman from last time. Yay! Although it's so, not so threatening yes. a schoolgirl who's trying to destroy the world after she created it's the like, world. This is just... It's like, school is, is bad. I should, I should attack it. <laughs> no. You can't just attack everything that's bad, Goldburn. I know you're a baby, but you have to learn these lessons. But I'm baby. <laughs> he is baby. He's the best baby. And meanwhile, our kaiju eugenicists have uh, have ta- have taken command of a new kaiju. A uh, this is apparently Gibzorg. Yeah, that that's a good made up kaiju name. He's kind of <laughs> like a weird. He kind of looks like a Mega Man villain or something. Kinda. He's like a weird robot-y looking guy. I like its tower on sticking up from the back of its neck. Yeah, the tower's weird. Like, like it's part of a bridge, but it's a monster, and it, it's ar- got like arms from an aquatic Gundam enemy. It, its color scheme is like a dead end from Prime Toy Line, green and orange. Oh yeah, also also sort of reminded me of uh, Insecticon from or uh, uh, Venom. Rather, oh the, yeah, the, the yeah, deluxe or, Insecticon. Yeah, I can see oh, wait, that. Wasn't there a Beast Wars c- character that color too, like green uh, and yellow and orange? Green and yellow and orange. Who was that? That does sound familiar, but I can't think of it offhand. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool, and, and it's like got like a toothy maw under its like hat helmet. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it can like distort reality. Yeah, well, that's what most of them do. That this, it seems to melt things, right? Kind of, like it melts a tower, and then later it creates effectively quicksand. So yeah, it's uh, you know, it is specifically it's the, I think the leader, the the guy with the glasses, yeah, who's which, uh, is this taking the, control of this one. Is this the first time he's taking control of a monster? I can't remember. I think so. I think he's mostly uh, delegated it to his uh, to his buddies prior to this. His subordinates. Hmm. We're uh, we're back in uh, we're back in class, and uh, it is the the long awaited uh, Futaba, the alleged boyfriend of Yume's uh, sister. Dun dun dun! Oh oh! I did, I just 
looked up on the wiki, they do have useful information. It was designed by Ichiro Itano. Okay, that is... Him of the Itano Circus. Um, the Missile Swarm. Oh. And, uh, Macross and lots of other oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Some an old okay. person. Some an old people have yes. heard of. Yeah, he's still around, and, and, and he's kind of a nut bar. Oh. In an entertaining I was way, say sometimes. In a fun like, way, or in a... Oh. I remember hearing some weird things about him, but I can't remember exactly. All I remember is a story like how he came up with the Atano Circus in the first place, where, where a uh, a robot shoots off shitloads of missiles and they fly everywhere. He was riding a bicycle with fireworks strapped to it, <laughs> set him off and started riding, and that's how it happened. Allegedly. Nice. Because so, it looked cool, he drew that. Anyway. The, yes, the the... the like uh, ex boyfriend or well, boyfriend alleged whatever. boyfriend. I'm gonna go with alleged boyfriend because it is kind of vague and also he's I don't know. Very, it he's feels kind of vague. Mean. He's weird. He's kind of vague, and it uh, feels there's definitely something up with him. And, yes. uh, and of course, we notably here we also briefly check in with Yume's pal, uh, Anime Irma. <laughs> yes. Yes. It seems weird to call someone an ex because the other person died. Yes. I mean, of course, they may have been exes prior to that. That is possible. Which, which, which is the the core of this mystery. Someone he was dating died. That would leave a weird impression. But still, he just seems like he's acting elusive. Yet he shows up to talk to them. It's it's odd. Yeah, yeah, this also, guy is uh, enigmatic. Just like you guys have a guest, and it's like some grown ass adult is a little sketchy, but. Hmm. Also, that. <laughs> so, yeah, he's very evasive about the whole thing. He says, you know, that her, her death was an accident because that's what the police said. The police said so. You always. Ne- that just means the police murdered her. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a twist, that's for sure. Yes. I mean, the police in Japan are very odd in that they have, there's like a 95% conviction rating over there, which is insane. Yeah, that's that's, uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But we we really haven't seen a whole lot of the cops in this, which is probably for the best. You don't don't really see them in most anime unless it's a comedy about cops. Uh. Unless it's about cops. Unless it's like... Dominion tank police, or unless it's about a, uh, a, a an international thief and the one cop who's always following him around and not catching him. Well, again, it's a comedy with cops. It's like it's yes. hard to think of a police officer in the anime that I've seen, except for you're under arrest, where they're not a comedy character. Well, there probably is a funny character. Uh, officer Jenny. <gasps> yes. <gasps> yeah, I guess. She's an officer. I mean, to the extent that I think everybody in that is kind of a comedy character. <laughs> yeah, Lower. I don't know that that counts as being not comedy. Speaking of giant sweat drops. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so yeah, she. So they they end up having an exchange. That, you know why? You know why didn't you do anything to save her? And he said, "Well, most people would think that." And, and she speaks for the rest of us when she says, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> yeah. It, it like this slow mystery is playing out inch by inch, but this scene is weird. Like this scene would might make sense in a Columbo episode. In here, it's just obtuse. 
Well, in a Columbo episode, we we already know well, what yes, the deal that, was. That, that, that would help. We have no it, idea what the deal is. It does also. I mean, like I said, something is clearly up with this guy. So, um, yes, yeah, he is being sketchy. Yeah, well, it's mm. like either he dumped her before that, or, or he saw it happen and it fucked him over, or yeah, we don't know. This is. Like, having this confrontation feels wrong here, because it's not a confrontation. He just shows up to say, I got nothing. And I always, like I said, I I said early on, I do feel like at some point this plot needs to be, slash should be, slash is going to be converging with the other plot. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how Gridman worked. Hmm. Uh, but, but a grid man, it, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Here, it's 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 like it feels like this should finish up so that the final episodes can happen. In, so, or how many this, episodes do we have? Three, like three? I think. This is nine. This and I think there are three more. episodes. So we've got three episodes to figure out how her sister's death brought Kaiju into the world. <laughs> and I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I am here. Yeah, it's it's an odd way to go. That's what I would do. Anyway, so I was writing. It. So speaking of kaiju, it's kaiju fight time. I don't know why I started seeing the victory thing to go kaiju fighting. I think probably because Goldburn's bird form does kind of look like Death's horse. I was just thinking that was the Three's company. No, it was victory. They do kind of start the same. Yeah. They change after that show better if they start Okay. Oh man, that victory saber's really giving me in trouble with the ropers now. He's never going to convince them that he's gay. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah, it's kaiju fight time. We got uh, we got Dalma and uh, Koyomi, but uh, you know, Deathsaurus is a kaiju. This is true. I mean, his box literally says he's a big bird, but he's a kaiju. <laughs> mm. And also, Goldburn is very interesting. This and it just takes off uh, without Cheese to see what's up. Yes. So, you know, the, so they're there, uh, Grid Knight is there, and finally Yamogi gets there, but uh, Sans Yume, who has stayed behind to sort of, you know, work through stuff. Yeah, she says she's okay, this. but she is not okay. She's 100% not no. okay. The locations are weird. I think they had the confrontation on the school rooftop, maybe? But then we see her again, and she's on the tower that she was on in, like, the first episode, looking down, which... When we get to it later, it's like at night, and it looks a lot like the rooftop that Akane was standing on in like the last or second to last episode of Gridman. Uh oh! Before she got turned into a giant kaiju. Uh oh! I mean, maybe they were just reusing backgrounds. I don't know if it's the same roof, but but it's like the same shot composition. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, so yeah, he shows up without. Without Yume and Galma's like, no, you go back and get her. You yes. 
he's still shipping it, basically. Galma is still shipping those two. And she shoots with missiles. <laughs> yes, it's he like Galma's being face. very basic, but but oh, oh god, yes, he shoots him in the face. <laughs> Galma's sub shoots him in the face, but yeah. Also, they they are they are struggling. Uh, poor Galma and uh, what's his face? They're struggling. Uh, wait, Koyomi? Damn it! Ah, the name slipped out of my head. I know. I need to start. Yes, Koyomi. Yeah. I have notes, but their page is back. He uh, and Koyomi are struggling. It's like yeah, really they're struggling, sad. But, but Gridnight shows up and does all the work yes. while they're busy. So, yeah, God was like, go back and get her, go have feelings and deal with her feelings and make everything better and then come back here and fight. Have have some babies yeah, especially too, since while you're at it. When you la- well, Galma doesn't know, but when he last saw her, she was crying after learning her sister, oh, it was an accident. It's like, she was emotional and you just left her. I do like and, that, uh, that uh, Galma shoots him in the face. <laughs> Yeah, that was a nice little touch. You gotta have a little yes. bit of humor because of the deepness of. She's standing on a roof by an edge where, oh wait, isn't this the one where her sister died? And contemplating things, it's kind of dark. It is dark. Yeah, to uh, to quote Third Eye Blind, I wish you would stop step back from that ledge, my friend. <laughs> no. No, never quote Third Eye Blind. <laughs> having thing, having like big heavy feelings while things explode in the background is very twenty twenty vibes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she says the first one that shows up at this rooftop because she was trying to follow a little gold burden to the battle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. And sees her up on you may up on the roof, and it's like, what you doing up there? Uh, let's talk about this. How you feeling? How you doing? Yeah, so you know it's it's not going great, and it's she is pretty clearly in a bad place. Yeah, yeah, but but Chise's doing as reasonably well talking to her as can be expected. Yes, yeah, Chise's not screwing things up. Uh, yes, unfortunately, Goldburn is well, there. No, no, and no. So once Yamogi gets there, Yamogi show wait. Who shows up first? Fuck. Is it Goldburn? <laughs> yes, it is Goldburn. Yes. And then Chise was about to explain, oh, this is the friendly kaiju, and then Yomogi comes running in his dragon robot, body checks Goldburn. It's like, it's a kaiju, I gotta kill it. Yes. Yeah. And then Chise's like, uh, um, and, and before that can happen, like, uh, oh, what, what, is it, what causes her to drop the onks? Or did she just slip? I, I think she just, you know, she's just too close to the edge. She kind of drops the onks. And and so she tries to catch them, ends up falling off. Very slow motion. Oh, yes. And, and then we go to a, oh, how soft are robot hands thing from <laughs> all of our Transformers series. All the way oh, back dear. in the G1 letters yeah. page. However, Chise, yep. thinking about it, is quicker and so is Goldburn. Yes. Instead of landing in metal hands, yes. Goldburn catches her by her sweater. Being burb. And thankfully, we don't get like a like a Gwen yes. Stacy situation. That's not here. the story we're telling today. So it works. Yes. 
And so now it's time for everybody to team up. Yay, my favorite boy. And then Galma's like, what took you guys so long? (laughs) It's like, they had to deal with feelings, Galma. Yes. They had a lot of emotions to deal with. (laughs) Settle down. You're the Mm -hmm. one who insisted the emotions get dealt with before the fighting happens, so. Yes. Yes. And everybody gets there, and then they, they pull and, and they, Grid Knight they, out of the quicksand that the monster stuck him in. And, and then there's a... And the, the Kaiju Genesis cannot control Goldberg. No, oh yeah, because uh, the, the he rejects shortest them. one, youngest one. Well, I guess, it, you know, it's like uh, it's like a baby bird after it's imprinted on uh, something that's yes. not its mother. And he, he says that he, he rejected him. So mm. that's uh, yes. Goldberg is good baby. And uh, oh, who is it asking? Like, should we trust this new kaiju? Is it? Is it Knight? It's probably Knight. Yes, he doesn't trust anyone. I think so because I mean, I mean, you know, oh, you know, like we could talk about not trusting strange <laughs> kaiju guy who used to be a strange kaiju guy who technically is a strange kaiju and hangs out with a girl who is a kaiju. Yeah, but, but then uh, yes, she says like, believe in the kaiju that believes in me, <laughs> and that's like okay. Especially after, like, they're getting blasted by the monster and Goldburn turns into a giant golden shield. Yes. And then we, the, everybody combines into a giant turducken of, uh, giant robot here. Also, accompanied by, uh, I like when they pull Grid Knight out and he says he didn't need help. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I come up by a totally ridiculous theme song. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have Final Fusion approved. <laughs> TFW, you have all the toys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised they did the let's combine all our toys together the episode we get a new toy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Usually that's got to wait a little. All the toys. Yeah, usually there's an intermediate stage. Like, it transformed into a shield. It showed up. We can save it for the next episode. Nope. Let's nope. Time for all the toys. Time for the final form. Yes. Super Dragon King Kaiser Grid Knight. Final fusion Which, approved. Uh, over-the-top animation, putting everything into the combination sequence. Thank you. Yeah, also, also over-the-top uh, soundtrack. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the posing, like, with the head, the dynamic turn in the sky. Sorry, the and toy forms, sounds are mine. He forms his own giant King Starscream cape. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, it's the same big color. It's glorious. So that there's an extremely cool and extremely anime sequence here where a bunch of buildings have been levitated and it is hopping from tower to tower in the air. Yeah, this is some pretty profound property damage at this point. Oh yeah, no, this, this yeah. City oh yeah, there's a lot. There's there are buildings flying through the air <laughs> that are eventually going to fall back down. Yeah, like like Gridman seemed to care more about the property damage, which would get reset every day. But but you felt the weight of them because you saw people that died mm-hmm. and they were gone and rewritten out of history. This show seems to be a little more loosey goosey. It's like yeah, it's happening, but no, it, it, which is it's weird that it's falling back on a more uh, tokusatsu trope that we just don't think about the people that die in these buildings that are crushed <laughs> under monsters. Look, everyone evacuated. Shot a monster into it. 
Everyone evacuated. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's just a, a contrast after how good Gridman was about the weight of that. Mm. And those weren't even real people, as it turned out. Well, they, they were real people, but they weren't real people. It's complicated. <laughs> it is. It's like this. Like this is a combination of four robot parts, two kaiju, seven hearts. It's a lot going on there. <laughs> it's a lot going on. So this thing is totally destroyed by a beam. Yes. Uh, oh, it just gets wrecked multiple ways. But y- yes, um, Koyomi is like sitting on a shoulder. He's the final gun. Yes. Yes. Like, he's an afterthought to this thing. Since Grid Knight is the main body now, Koyomi gets yeah. to be a gun. Which is how in, in the original Gridman Tokusatsu, like the dragon converted like that. I think it was a gun. Mm. It's been a long time since I've seen that far. And yeah, the uh, the kaiju and yeah, the kaiju gems is pretty bummed because I guess they're running out of kaiju. Yeah, yeah, they, they did say mentioned that. It's like there's a finite number. They do have a finite number of kaiju, which is interesting. Mm. With all the gold chrome and the characters turning into armor for other characters, mm. I had my masterpiece saber within arm's reach. So that's what all the clicking noises are. Yeah, I was like, wait, wait, okay, so the kaiju are limited, does that, well, they implied that they're created by the emotions of people, standard thing, oh, the, the, the evils of man creates monsters, normal tokusatsu thing, but I guess they're using them up faster than people can create them, or were they all created at a specific point? I mean, there were those seeds that fell from the sky that Goldburn came from. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe they're powered by or formed by human emotions, but they come from those little seeds. Who scattered the seeds? We don't know yet. Uh, so yeah, that is... Uh, they unfortunately, unfortunately, this monster fight has caused them to miss the festival. I yeah. like how they're they're all excited. They're like, if we're hurt, if we hurry up, we can still make it. And then they get there and it's closed. They did not well, make yeah, it. As they're dramatically standing there in the, in the growing darkness, the fireworks start behind their robot. So yeah, yeah, that's the end of the I festival. I like how despite all this happening, they still have fireworks going off. Yeah, Especially since we, when we were over with uh, Chise and Yume standing on top of the tower, like we saw giant explosions from the monster battle in the background. <laughs> like that, that seems a little insensitive to shoot off the fireworks after that. Yeah, in the same town. Maybe they're on a timer. Well, you know, we've already paid for these fireworks. So. <laughs> yes. They've already they bought them, man. They got to use them. But yes, I really like the timing of them getting all excited about how they they can if they hurry they can still get there in time, and then womp womp womp. Yeah. No. So they decide they're going to buy their own fireworks, and multiple people in this group should not be be given fireworks. <laughs> yeah, most of them. I, I like how they break off like like Galma. Uh, Shiras tells the, uh, uh, Auntie that's like we should go buy fireworks, and then Chise does the same to her cousin. It's like we should go buy fireworks. Their their response is the same. Uh, okay, sure. They're good kids. And then, and then, you know, uh, we're having fun with fireworks, and uh, Yume shows up a little belated uh, this time, uh, wearing a... Is this a kimono, or... Is uh, it a kimono or a yukata? Apparently, this this is yukata. Okay. 
which is, I guess, the more spring one, area or whatever. Anyway, pretty dress thing with flowers. Yes, she is all yes. ready for the festival. Yeah. Yes. All, uh, all dolled up. And uh, we end over this instead of uh, uh, our usual credit sequence over doing the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it's doing the fireworks. Aww. Adorable summer fun. It's all very sweet. Or spring fun. So yeah, and that is the episode. Um, you know, this this I I enjoyed this episode. I, I like Cheese getting stuff to do. Yes. Good Cheese stuff. Yes. The uh, slow mystery is still there. I mean this this almost moves this moves at an infinitesimal amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's to the point. It's like something has to happen next episode, but what? Something big. Like I said, I'm yes. waiting to find out how her sister's death brought all the kaiju here. Yeah. Yep. Link it or together. Or awakened Galma or whatever. We need to know more about Galma. Hmm. That's my next note. More Galma development, please. I, yeah. Well, we kind of have to because we read the wiki and we know a thing. Yeah, oh, there is okay. definitely stuff about him coming up. Okay, yeah. then. I did not read this, so I'm still uh, confused. <laughs> well, I don't think either of us intentionally read it. We were just like looking up something. It's like, oh, oh, I didn't want to know that. Well, not that it's that, that much of a spoiler. It's more, wait, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there. Eventually. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, that does it for us this week. Uh, we uh, this and month. or the, well, this month for <laughs> Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod. We'll be back next week with more robots in disguise. Yes. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, uh, we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses at Patreon.com/slash IaconUnderground. Uh, yes, for the and month- we're. Go ahead. And we're coming up on episode 300 of our normal show, which, well, actually That's more right. than that, because there were some uncounted in-between seasons that we... I, I, I wanted to keep the numbering going through Beast Wars and Beast Machines before we started adding on, so it's actually more than 300 episodes, plus all our Dynazenon episodes, plus all the Patreon. Anyway, episode 300 is coming soon. The official episode mm. 300. Yes. Uh, for March... I think we're a little up in the air. It sounds like oh, uh, yeah, No Way Home is actually being released digitally at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So we could post the No Way Home episode we did already, or we yeah. can get all hyped up for Morbius, which is appropriately scheduled for release on April 1st. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're just going to get in the theater and they're just going to play a message. Oh, you actually thought we were going to make a Morbius movie starring Jared Leto? <laughs> Oh man! It fools, bitches. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those two. But oh, that April Fools! It 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 feels like it has to be a joke at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's just been a long con. The joke is on us, the viewers. Yes. Uh, the viewers and the main actor. It'd be nice if they turned it into a joke and something fell down. Yeah, sorry, that was me. Oh. Well, we've all been playing with toys. I don't know. I, I, I opened Knockout Walt during the episode. His armor is in a box. But, uh, yes, we will have one of those two things. Uh, but for as little as a dollar a month, you can also listen to our previous episodes uh, where we talk about 
various uh, other Marvel movies, uh, Marvel adjacent things, uh, things that have nothing at all to do with Marvel. Uh, Dracula. Ho- holiday specials. Uh, Warcraft. <laughs> Warcraft. That was great. That was. That was <laughs> so <fun>. their Satan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff in our uh, our back catalog over on Patreon. So for as little as a dollar a month, uh, I like to keep that point of entry nice and low because our expenses are fr- frankly uh, not overwhelming. Uh, so yeah, and these are fun to do. So that hmm. is I that is patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. You know how to spell Iacon. You're a Transformers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe not everybody. I mean, this is our Dino Xenon episode. That's true. I guess that's true. Actually, I don't know how many people listed Dino Xenon. Anyway. I'll have to look up some numbers at some point. When I'm bored at work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I think Saber's sword has some kitten bite marks on it. No, no. I, I am very thankful that the, my cats tend to not chew my toys. I'm David. Wait, no. Felix did bite something they a while ago. They just like bits of plastic that are sticking out, so I really need to put G2 Megatron here away because uh, I saw... Of course, Scott's gone to his new home now, but I saw Scott chewing on his gun barrel the other day. I was like, no! Yeah, no, no. Thankfully, none of my current cats do that. They don't even knock things off shelves, really, which I'm surprised. 